With nothing left to lose, everyone's experimenting with the business paradigm. Uh, how's this going to change the geek world? We'll uh, talk about that today on today's episode of the Geek Watch Podcast. This is the Geek Watch Podcast with Brian Hatcher and Mandy Petrie. Greetings, Geek Watchers, and welcome to episode 107 of the Geek Watch Podcast. I'm Brian Hatcher, and with me on the phone, Geek Watch's own resident geek goddess, Mandy Petrie. Hi, Brian. How uh, are you doing? Oh, hanging in there. How about yourself? Not bad. Uh, I'm currently in a parking lot, so <laughs> that's fun and interesting. <laughs> uh, part of the joy of living in uh, West Virginia is that you, um, you, you take signal where you can get it, basically, so... Oh, but uh, so, yeah, I've been uh, keeping track of uh, stuff that's going on. I mean, we're still getting some uh, news uh, geek wise uh, out there. There's little dribs and drabs of things that that are happening. Of course, to to all the geek watchers out there, uh, most of the news that that comes out, uh, we're putting on uh, the Geek Watch's Facebook page. So if you look for the Geek Watch podcast or if you go to geekwatch.net, it'll direct you directly to the uh, Facebook page. You know, you keep track of stuff that uh, uh, that's going on right now. Like I said, we're posting as uh, uh, as much news as we can as things are coming out. Uh, but there was something I did want to talk to you about today because, of course, now that uh, everybody's pretty much at a standstill and staying at home, uh, there have been uh, at least certainly in the geek world for sure there there's. There's been a few experiments that have been uh, going on uh, as far as uh, standard business models that that we've been uh, practicing for a while. Uh, specifically, well, let me give you the first one that that I've been uh, following is the the deal with DC Comics. I think you and I have talked before about Diamond Publishing, uh, mm-hmm. which is you know basically was the main uh, distributor for comic books. Uh, and that that which was basically the devil you had to sell your soul to if you had a comic book shop or you wanted to sell comic books. Well, DC decided they didn't want to deal with uh, Diamond anymore, so they stopped using Diamond. And they have uh, now they're going through like two or three distributors at this point, uh, smaller distributors, and um, basically pulled everything out of Diamond, which. Uh, I don't know if they would have been willing to do that um, uh, if if it wasn't for the fact that right now, you know, comic book shops aren't open. It's pretty much a low-stakes game at this point to to do this because there's not, a, you know, there's not a lot of, uh, again, you know, not a lot of comic book shops open. And so uh, it's a good time to kind of experiment with new distributors. And, of course, it, it hasn't gone off without a hitch for sure. There's There have been some problems uh, distributor-wise, but uh, they're ironing out the kinks uh, on it. But, of course, at this point, you know, when you have one of the two major comic book companies saying, well, we're not going to use Diamond anymore. And, of course, uh, you and I have talked about before the issues Diamond uh, is having, you know, with, uh, you know, declaring bankruptcy and everything else. I I don't know if this is necessarily going to be an, the nail in the coffin for, for Diamond distributors, but... Uh, I mean, as of right now, like I said, it's uh, uh, they're they're it's definitely a struggling. Blow, 
yeah, it's 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 a big deal. It certainly is a big deal. But uh, you know, th- the thing is, again, you know, we're I'm looking at what 52 days at this point that we that I've been quarantined here, and you, that I think you've been quarantined like 52, I think 52 days, and no real end in sight. Yeah, you know, so who's um. And of course, uh, some places are starting to open up a little bit, but uh, I mean, here in West Virginia, they're basically saying um, they're starting to open up a few things. But should the uh, should the cases uh, grow past three uh, percent, you know, new cases appearing, then they're going to back off of everything again. So, you know, we're yeah, not. That's, that's almost worse than you know if they had just stayed shut down. I mean, we're, we for one thing, we have restaurants opening, but they're not doing like their own capacity, their normal capacity. So that's going to uh, hurt them in a way uh, like, you know, food prep. They're going to, you know, unfreeze a certain amount of food, not knowing if it's enough um, or if they um, if they get out too much, then then they'll have to throw it away at the end of the day. So there's. It's it's a crazy crazy time and so and there's no way to predict you know how you'll do you know because how many people are going to come out who's not afraid uh, you know how many servers how many cooks do you need uh, these are just that's just one business uh, I can't even picture what else is going on out there it's a uh, uh, it's going to be crazy <laughs> well the thing about it is we're um... And to my mind, we're in kind of a dangerous time at this point because a lot of people are wanting wanting this to be over. And, of course, I get it. I mean, obviously, I want this to be over, too. But we're getting to a point now where people are getting fatigued. And they're just, I just, they're just saying, I want this to be over. And, you know, um, as someone who studied fire eating, um, there's a there's a saying for fire eaters that the, the two most dangerous times uh, for fire eating when you're doing fire eating is when you first start out and you don't have a lot of experience, and then when you have a lot of experience and you get comfortable, and then you start getting careless. Complacent. Yep. Yeah, you get complacent, and then the, and then you you can really hurt yourself. And and honestly, between complacency and Really, you know, just flat out fatigue. You know, people are going to be, you know, I, I think people are going to be really careless. And, you know, we might have Steve a. Owen a, said that same thing about crocodile hunting. <laughs> don't grow complacent. Yeah, don't grow complacent. That The thing about it, too, is that, and you see a lot of the stuff online where people are saying, well, you know, people said this was going to be bad and, and, you know, things aren't as bad as people were saying. And it's like, but, uh, you know, the reason why things weren't bad is because we, we took steps, you know. It's, we took the precautions that they we, suggested. Yeah, it's, and, it's you know, people are looking at, well, the numbers aren't as high as they could have been, and it's like, uh, well, that's because we were careful. It has nothing to do with the fact that we went overboard, you know. it's It goes back to, you know, survivor bias, you know, and uh, um, Things could have been a lot worse, and things could get a lot worse. That's that's the thing about it. And so, I mean, we need to, in a real sense, stay the course. Even though, again, you know, I I get it. You know, I'm I'm getting tired of all of this too. But, uh, uh, but you know, we we got to do what we got to do at this point. And um, yeah, 
to be honest, I, you know, um, it's not like things are going to go completely back to normal. Um, they're just, they're just not. Mm -hmm. And Um, we've talked about it on here before, uh, talk about the resurgence of the drive-in, uh, culture and, you know, seeing that already, um, you know, churches and the like, and I foresee like, uh, buffets, we're still going to have buffets, but there aren't going to be scoops and songs anymore. Everything's going to be in its own individual, you know, paper container that you can pick up and put on your plate. Yeah, I think um, that's going to be a, a, a serious. Well, I mean, you're already seeing in, in grocery stores now that you have a you have a plastic sneeze guard in front of the uh, cashiers at this point. Yes, it's it's very much like a like a toll booth or uh, a bank teller now. Yep, um, it's this big big sheet of plexiglass hanging between you, and down you know you you know you cash your card or your money uh, through a slot in the bottom, and it's uh. It's exactly that. Yeah. Well, you know, the big thing uh, that we can talk about, um, and I've been really following this, talking about, you know, changes, is Universal Pictures. Have you been Have you been following this about uh, about Universal? Um, is it the the you know the release of the the movies was so good that. Uh, I'm not. I'm not certain. Well, about about the the troll uh, about the troll world tour movie. Um, it was supposed to come out uh, about a month ago, and of course, it mm-hmm. wasn't going to be able to because of the uh, um, because of course theaters are closed, and they decided. Well, you know, children's movies don't do very well in the fall and the winter, and so holding off on putting it out wasn't really going to help. In fact, it would probably hurt the movie. Uh, mm-hmm. So instead of waiting until maybe next spring and hoping, they said, let's just go ahead and let's just go ahead and release it. Uh, uh, let's go ahead. Yeah. yeah. You know, on, you know, we go. So you can, you know, through cable, you can buy it, you know, you know. Um, and uh, so they did that. And um, uh, they were shocked that the movie made a hundred million dollars <laughs> by going ahead and release it, you know, you know, being able to do a pay-per-view and that sort of thing and being able to watch it yep. at home. And so Universal decided, well, you know, this works so well and we made, you know, we made a hundred million dollars. Um, we should basically from now on, when we release a movie, you know, if there are theaters, you know, we'll release it to theaters, but we'll also simultaneously release it pay-per-view. So we'll do both Ooh. from now on. And Regal said, well, um, I, uh, AMC, it was AMC. Regal followed suit and said the same thing afterwards. But AMC said, and they're the biggest, at this point, the biggest theater chain in America. They said, well, Universal, if you decide you're going to release, do simultaneous releases, uh, we're not going to air your, we're not going to put your movies out. Um, And I see both sides of the argument. I mean, I see AMC's side to this because... Um. Yeah, if you've got a choice of staying home and watching the movie, or getting in your car and driving to the theater and paying for the tickets and paying for the popcorn and sitting in the seats and hoping that somebody else doesn't talk through the movie, uh, I, I get that. Now, as a movie lover, I love the movie going experience. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know that but the thing about it is i definitely see I, amc's view on this is because you know if they do put the movies out people probably not going to go see them 
they'll probably rather stay at home and watch it. So there's really yeah, especially especially now and then you know in a few months if you know it, things do get better, people are going to have cabin fever and they're going to want to get out and go to the movie. Um, but even still, if it's a movie that people want, they are still going to you know order it and watch it. Uh, so it really you know it depends on the film. So. Uh, well, you know, the thing about it is with AMC, that's going to be the issue because, like I said, AMC had, you know, they they had pull at one time. I mean, let's face it, uh, Universal would never have considered uh, doing a, a multi, you know, doing a, uh, a pay-per-view release at the same time they released it in the theaters. They would have never have done that except for the fact the Trolls World Tour made a bunch of money, which, let's be honest... Universal is getting a bigger cut of that money, you know, mm-hmm. uh, because they are they're put they're basically putting it out. They're not having to give the theaters their cut. I mean, the pay per view right. uh, pay per view companies, of course, they get a bit of a cut, but certainly not what um, movie theaters get. No, and, and uh, you know, and movie theaters also made money from concessions, so that was a that was a big part of their revenue. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean the thing about it is, I certainly, I certainly see why Universal um, would go this route because the thing about it is, if you're depending on movie theaters, if something happens like, oh, I don't know, a global, <laughs> you know, a you know, a global epidemic hits and people can't get out, you know, now you've got a business model that that works, you know, and but but like I said, I I, I see both I I see both sides of it. But the fact that AMC is hurting right now and may not even be around, you know, when this stuff, you know, finally blows over and we can get out again, you know, uh, AM, you know, AMC, and we talked about this before, you know, AMC has been in a, is in a world of hurt right now, and there's no guarantee they'll even be around, and, you know. Movie, th- you know, movie companies, movie studios—they need to look at how they're going to be able to get their films out because these things. One thing that Hollywood has—it's it, taken them forever, and they need to basically learn this lesson. They—it's like we—I've been screaming this to the hills. Uh, a lot of movie fans have been screaming this to the hills. Uh, Hollywood—they—they they need to figure this out now, especially now. Is that movies? don't necessarily have to be millions of dollars to be successful. They need to start looking at doing smaller budget films. I mean, good films, but films that don't, you know, you know, give films that don't require these massive budgets a chance to, to go, you know, to be made. You know, they just have this phobia. It's like, well, if it doesn't cost $50 million to make the film, it's not worth our, you know, it's not worth trying to do it. It's not going to make that much money either. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the thing about it is there's a lot of successful films that, you know, that were indie films. You know, you look at Paranormal Activity. It didn't cost hardly anything to make that film. Right. But it was extremely successful. And the less money that it takes to make the film, the more money you get back. I mean, horror Mm -hmm. films, let's be honest, horror films don't really require that much money to be made. No, once upon a time, it was uh, was blood and boobs. Yep, that, that was, was pretty much it. The the two cheapest yeah. special effects you could come up with. Yep, that was uh, everything in everything in the movies. Yeah, that pretty much so. 
But I mean, that that's the thing now is that um, with everything that's been going on, the world is definitely changing. And Hollywood, I, honestly, I think they're going to need to, like I said, step up to the plate and realize Change with it. they have to that, exactly because mm-hmm. I think th- this chasing the blockbuster has done a, a world of damage to Hollywood. Now, and don't get me wrong, I love a good blockbuster film. I love the Marvel superhero films. You know, but you have to make you have to make room for some some smaller films. You know, I mean that's where we get you know like Quentin Tarantino films and you know a lot of in the '90s when you had that that uh, resurgence of the of the smaller indie film, and you know Hollywood has kind of drifted away from that. But you know, I, I think they really need to look at being able to, you know front for these like smaller indie films that uh, are are good movies but don't require these massive budgets you know but they can mm. still be successful but yeah i mean the thing about it is until like, until this stuff blows over we don't know what movie going is going to look like cuz even when you know if and when movie theaters open up again you're still going to have like you know uh two seats between everybody at this you know and all and all of that and you're going to have still going to have social distancing and that's and that's really going to depend upon when people feel comfortable enough to go out and go to movies again and that's you know i i don't think that there's going to be this big rush of people i mean it's like you said people are getting stir crazy crazy and they want to get out but at the same time you know people are going to be leery of it i think and look at her yeah, it's definitely going to be, you know, our, our whole culture is going to be different. Okay, I'm looking forward to see what the next two years of Shark Tank come out with, because I think it's going to be a lot of, you know, kind of uh, confined space sort of uh, things to, to bring forth. Uh, one thing I was thinking of, uh, there's going to be a lot more urban homesteading uh, people, you know, because uh, the food industry is changing and everything. So a lot more people are going to be wanting to grow things at home. Uh, I was just thinking about this because, uh, you know, our garden's bigger this year. Uh, I'm growing mushrooms, uh, something I've never done before. It's, um, you know, kind of picking up – I'm trying to think of a good name to call it, I guess, necessary hobbies or useful hobbies. I don't know what would be a good a good term for this. Well, I, I, um, I, let me get – I'll give you – yeah, I'll give mm-hmm. you a term for it, and – for me to get for me to use this term, I'm going to have to acknowledge something that's uh, uh, that maybe I should be ashamed of at my age. But uh, I have a TikTok account <laughs> that's that's doing rather awesome. well. But uh, awesome. yeah, I've been posting TikToks, but I've been following uh, TikTok culture, and there are there is a type of TikTok where people are um, where they're planting gardens and they are doing crafts. And they really? are uh, they are putting clotted cream and and jam on on homemade bread, and it's and the term for this and you can look it up so you can see these videos uh, is called cottage core, so there's a name for this. <laughs> it's very British. <laughs> yes, there's 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 a there's certainly a, a, that because you know there is sort of that you know dressing up in linens and you know in, enjoying a tea and things like and you know and making crafts yeah it's called cottage core i didn't know this was a thing but it's a thing and uh, there are like a ton of these tiktoks and there's 
there's uh, videos on YouTube of, of cottage core is what it's called. And wow. Uh, yeah, it's <laughs> I didn't know this was a thing found out. Um, I saw some I, I, I saw a video of somebody referencing this. And I'm like, what the heck is cottage core? And I looked it up and I'm like, this is, you know, this is like Regency kind of, you know, it's like a modern Regency type of thing, you know. So you get these videos of, of uh, young ladies, you know, uh, cutting up uh, strawberries to put in their uh, put in their clotted cream, you know, to eat uh, and eat their cookies, you know, uh, you know, making baking cookies and breads and, you know, all that stuff. So. Um, so, yes, it's a thing. It's definitely a thing. <laughs> so. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, that's, you know, at this point, everybody's coming up with hobbies, you know, <laughs> for sure. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, for, I mean, in a real sense, you know, um, uh, just basically just trying to find ways of uh, entertaining, uh, keeping ourselves entertained. And, of course, you know, with uh, we're very fortunate in the fact that, uh, again, going back to streaming services, which we've been we've talked about numerous times uh, on the podcast but having that, uh, you know, having the um, uh, th- those those shows available, uh, well, I mean, we look at AMC for example. Um, AMC, you know, they're of course looking for content. They're they're still on hold for the you know the, the season finale of The Walking Dead, but they've been f- but they're fortunate in the fact that they own Shutter, and because they own Shutter, of course they're there's a lot of uh, original programs that were on Shutter that they're moving over, like uh, um, the Creep Show TV show. Like the Creep Z- Show, I finally got to see the first, you know, the first episode. So the two first two, I got to see that. So yeah. Yeah. So I mean, they're bringing that, to a, you know, so they've got that uh, content that that uh, repurposing. So people who don't have Shutter uh, are getting to see some of this original content. Uh, which gives you know AMC something that they can you know put on their television. I mean, you know, backlog of content's gonna is king right now because you can't really make new stuff right now. You just can't. And so, it, and we've talked about this before. People are getting the chance to really catch up on stuff that they've never that they haven't seen, ever even heard of. Yeah, you know, there's stuff I've gone back and and you know, got really excited about and realized, you know, it only ran two seasons. And, <laughs> and you know, because of that, we could get a, you know, revivals of these series of enough, you know, people uh, get together and say, hey, this was really good. Why don't you finish it out? Sort of thing. Oh, yeah. Well, mm-hmm. and eventually, you know, um, you know, a lot of show, um, a lot of shows that, uh you know, uh, didn't get the didn't get a chance before. You know, perhaps they'll get a uh, they'll you know get a second chance. Uh, I mean, it's happened. It doesn't happen often. I mean, mm-hmm. think about how many times Family Guy has been you know yep. resurrected from the dead. But, and Firefly. Uh, and... Yeah. Well, you know that's that. You know, with Firefly, you know, you had the uh, um, um, you had the um, um, the movies, but that was about it. Um, but yeah, I mean, talk about a show that didn't get a chance at all. Right. You know, they, I mean, they didn't. You know, when it first aired on television, they didn't even didn't even put the shows in order. That's how bad it was. Mm-hmm. But you know, the thing about it is, you're getting a lot of you know, there's a lot of opportunities coming out now. With like I said, people are um, people still trapped in their homes, but they're still being able to do things like Parks and Rec. 
Um, yeah. They did they did sort of that reunion thing in Parks and Rec. And the one thing that, of course, that I saw that I sent to you on Facebook, um, mm-hmm. the um, uh, uh, the little... Uh, uh, good thing Omens. They did for Good yeah. Omens, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. And David Tennant's done, done several of those. He did one with Catherine Tate. Uh, they did sort of that, you know, online schooling with a, a character she did on her... Uh, Lauren, yeah. On the Catherine Tate show, yes. And, uh, you know, that's awesome. Yeah, I mean, there's... Here, here's the thing about it, and, and uh, for a lot of us that are really into YouTube and you know the the the, the DIY aesthetic of YouTube, um, because you know it's um, a little more, um, well, we'll say uh, I, I don't want to say it's uh, lower quality, but the fact that um, that you you have the whole um you know the quality of the content's more important than you know it being an you know 8k uh resolution and things like that that has really given a lot of these other you know these bigger stations uh the impetus to say well you know we can put stuff out on youtube uh and film it from people's homes and it's it's going to be okay. We don't have to say, well, you know, we can't get the quality good enough for people to watch it. People at this point have been watching these videos and going, you know, they've been watching videos on YouTube. They're used to it. You know, they just want the mm-hmm. content. If the content is good, uh, then, you know, if it's, again, if it's not in high-res 8K uh, definition, uh, it, right. it's not being disqualified. And let's face it. Yeah, it's- you know, there would your your phone at you know at your house. Um, one uh, AMC, another one is uh, Friday Night with the Morgans. Have you got to see any of that? Yeah, that's you know just in their house and they're talking about farming and what they're doing while they're stuck inside. It's brilliant. Well, you know, and John Krasinski has an has now um, he uh, decided he wanted to do a talk show uh, called Just Good News. And it's become extremely popular, and he's filming it out of his house. He just had this idea to do this, and it's become extremely popular. But again, it's yeah. it's that DIY aesthetic that's really you know it's really panning out for a lot of people because they're willing to uh, to do this. And I mean, Saturday Night Live is still putting shows out because they're you know they're they're able to to do skits you know from their homes. You know, and I mean, that 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 pans out and works. And of course, late night television, it's all being done from people's homes at this point. So, um, you know, uh, you know, going back to this this idea that, uh, you know, being able to take what you have and uh, and make something out of it. I mean, let's face it, if it wasn't for YouTube and, you know, a lot of these a lot of creators who have been able to put out content, you know, without having movie cameras, doing stuff from their phone has really given permission to, you know, big media to do the same. And they would just be out of luck and not not really able to do anything if they didn't have that out there to be able to 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 rely on. And I mean that's that's, you know, uh, again, um you know, it's 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 the it's the young geeks, you know, those of us who have uh, been willing to experiment with form and and just go out there and put stuff out. Um, you know, kind of in in a sense, has really paved the way for a lot of, uh, you know, for a lot of uh, people who wouldn't have an, you know, uh, where money would would not have gotten you where you needed to go. Yeah, 
you know, being willing to step back from it, going back again to Hollywood, uh, being able to take the resources that you have and make something good out of it, you know. Um, but, uh, I mean, that that opportunity is definitely out there, and we're really, um, you know, fortunately, uh, we have that ability now and that people are willing to do that, to take kind of a step back and, you know, put something out there and make something, you know, people will enjoy. Um, I mean, that's the premium at this point is being, having the ability to do that. So, um, but again, you know, for the most part, we're just sit, you know, we're, 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 we're sitting in our homes and we're just, you know, looking forward to, you know, eventually getting to see, uh, Black Widow, <laughs> you know, and Wonder mm-hmm. Woman. Or and, parking lots. Or, or yeah, sitting in parking lots, lots <laughs> um, you know, getting that phone signal, so. Uh, but you know, we're, like I said, we're, we're definitely hanging in and, you know, there's at this point, you know, there's really no, uh, there's no end, end game to any of this. We don't know how, you know, how much, how much longer all this is going to go on. But, uh, you know, we, the only thing we can do is, uh, hang in there and, uh, you know, uh, enjoy the things that we enjoy doing in the ways that we, that right now we are able to. And uh, looking forward to the future, whatever that holds, for sure. So, um, but uh, I do have to ask you real quick b- before we go. Um, anything geek, anything uh, geeky that you're enjoying right now? That uh, uh, over the uh, our extended vacation, shall we say? Um, not particularly. Um, I finished the second Witcher book. I really enjoyed that. Uh, so that was fun. Um, I'm excited to see uh, see it in the next season because uh, the, the first season was like two books, two or three books mixed together. And I know that this book, they have to put it in the next season because it just, it goes with the uh, what's happening next. So I'm excited to see the adaptation of it. Well, the one thing I'm looking at right now is, of course, I was a, and we talked about this on the podcast. I've been a, uh, I was a backer of the new version of Fiasco that's coming out. Mm-hmm. And uh, apparently they're putting stuff together so that you can play it online uh, uh, really? at Roll20.com. And so okay. I'm, um, and that's available for people who have uh, backed the, uh, back the new version is that they have, uh, they're getting codes for, uh, for the Roll20. And I'm, um, I'm uh, working on getting this co- uh, getting the code and getting set up, and I'm hoping, you know, uh, maybe some weekend, uh, getting some friend, you know, maybe we can get some of our friends together and uh, try out the new uh, uh, the new fiasco online. So, uh, of course, haven't haven't had a chance to game with anybody in in, in uh, forever, so I've been missing that. That might be something worth uh, worth doing down the road. Uh, but, uh, I will definitely let you know when I, um, you know, maybe, like I said, we can get, you know, you and me, Kevin, possibly Tara, you know, maybe a couple mm-hmm. other people online and we can, uh, uh, we can, uh, try out the new fiasco, which would be pretty cool. So we'll, I'll, I will definitely let you know about that. So, um, but, uh, with all of that said, we have come to the end of episode 107 of the Geek Watch podcast. Thank you. Uh, thank you for listening and uh, tune in next time for the latest in geek news and views with the Geek Watch podcast. From Andy Petrie, this is Brian Hatcher reminding all the geeks, uh, geek watchers out there, we're all geeky about something. 
Be proud of yours. We'll talk to you next time. Thank you for listening to the Geek Watch Podcast. If you enjoyed this program, don't forget to like and subscribe on your preferred platform and share this podcast on your social media. For links to all the ways you can listen to the Geek Watch Podcast, as well as leave comments and suggestions, visit our website at geekwatch.net. The Geek Watch Podcast is a Hanging J production.